What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode of your favorite podcast. We got a few listener stories, I guess, we're going to start out with. Yeah, we do. Um, I'll go first, I, I suppose. I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Draw no, go straws. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not ready. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. I'm not ready either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... But a listener sent us a story. Um, I don't know if she wanted credit or not, so I'm not just I'm I'm just gonna keep it anonymous. It says tall figure in the basement. Hi guys, so I have a shadow people story. In my grandma's basement, there has been many sightings of a tall, dark shadow figure always standing by the entrance to the laundry room. To the laundry room, the house is pretty old. It was built around the 1950s, and my grandmother and grandfather bought the house in 1964. The land it was built on was formerly marshlands with lots of weeds and canals nearby. The area was made up of a lot of wetland. As a kid, I would be sleeping down there on the couch, and toward the back of the basement, there's a bar my grandpa built, and the floor is all tile. So I remember this night vividly. I had to be around six or seven. I had woken up from an already strange dream, and I remember just getting this feeling of dread over me. I didn't move. I just stood still and far behind the couch. I slept on toward the bar. I heard what sounded like someone walking with wet bare feet against the tile. Just sounded like how it would sound when you walk barefoot against a cold tiled surface, but also with a prominent wet sound of the steps. Even to this day, I still can't sleep on the basement, sleep in that basement. I usually stay up until around 5 a.m. when I can hear the birds beginning to chirp. There's just this eerie feeling of something watching me down there when I'm alone. I never saw the shadow figure myself, but I feel like my experience may have a connection to it. Mm. Mm. Man, yeah, those shadow people are nothing to play around with. I yeah. mean, those are, they're everywhere. I mean, they're literally everywhere. That's pretty creepy, though. Thank you for that story. We enjoyed it. Imagine just hearing the wet feet slamming yeah. against tile. Yeah. I think I heard that story before. Or deja vu. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a lot of deja vu when I do this. What? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I, I do, too. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Hmm. That's uh. Another episode, no, so. <laughs> yeah. I have to. Yeah. Yeah, really. I have, like, so much deja vu. I was talking to him about somebody that came over about a couple of weeks ago, and we're having this real deep discussion. But I left this part out. When we were talking, the lights were, like, really dim, and it was getting dark. And I was, in my dream, I dreamed that I was talking to somebody, and they were right there. And I was sitting right here by my computer. Ooh. And then um, when she was, when she were, when we were talking, I just happened to, I don't know what caused it, but I was like, I seen this before and it was so weird to come to that moment and know who I was talking to. Cause in my dream, I didn't know who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody. I had no idea who it was. And I think I had this dream maybe a few years ago and I just, you know, you remember you forget those dreams, but then when you have that deja vu, it all comes back. So I remember like the exact way it looked, the exact kind of time, I guess it was dark outside and then the exact clothes that person was wearing. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, I dreamt this. 
I dreamt I didn't know what we were talking about, but I dreamt we were right there talking. Like this is happening from a while back in my dream. And they're just like, Oh man, that's crazy. I was like, Deja vu, man. I have it man, a lot. That's <laughs> freaky. That's freaky. <laughs> I mean hearing you say that too, I mean mm. I I experienced that, you know, quite a bit too, and it's like, man, I don't know, but I'm glad you mentioned that, so I know I know I ain't the only one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyler. No, <laughs> <laughs> no my, my deja vu is not. I don't ever have de- deja vu about the, the podcast. There'll be times where like, I'll be at work and I'll finish someone's sentence for them. And I'm like, you know, and I'll envision that moment. I'm like, oh, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they literally, literally, I was, oh, I was just about to grab that. So, yeah, you're about to grab that. And I go ahead and grab it for them, you know, or whatever. But that, ha- that happens to me all the time, you know, like, you know, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what that is, is that if that's maybe, you know, your conscience or something, you know, or you're, you know, you're just sensitive to stuff. You know, I always wonder, kind of wonder what that is, you know. Mm. I just really, I guess maybe I don't really know much about that, but it's interesting. Mm. I heard that, I might be wrong, this is stuff I hear, but I heard it's your future self having these moments and you're catching up to that moment in time because everything is on a timeline. So there's already a you in the future. There's one in the past. And then there's other ones that are in these different dimensions. Mm. And then when you dream, you uh, you reach these dimensions. Like your your mind gets in the state of like, I don't know if you guys have a DMT. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Mm. No. So DMT is like, a, I guess it's a drug of some sort. It's ba- I think it's basically like right before you, like right before you were, you were born, and right before you die is the only time that you ever experience it naturally. Naturally, yeah. But now there's a way you could ingest it in your body. I don't know if I'm using the correct term, but you can, I guess, smoke it or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But from what I know from that is, this is crazy. There's like different stories about when you do that. I'm not saying go do it, but it's just interesting to read this stuff because people that do it, they're knocked out for like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. But in that 10 minute time frame, they're living another life. They've got a wife, a family, an entirely different life. And they, when they snap out of it, they wake up and they're like, where's my family? Like, where's mm-hmm. my kids? And they're confused on what's real and what isn't real. Mm. Yeah, and it's so big, and then like that DMT is like, yeah, like life and death. Like you hit that when you're about to die, I guess, and that's where all these kind of like the life flashes before your eyes, I guess, type of deal is in your in your brain, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I think that's interesting. No, that's it's that's definitely like a pretty pretty crazy topic because, like I said, I've heard that too, where people have you know have, have have experienced a whole another life. So yeah, that's that DMT. I know. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about that sometimes. Or there's people on TikTok that he they go more into those stories of when they wake up, they die in that DMT state. Mm. So when they wake up in, back into this world, that's why they're like, where's my family? I died. Like Some of them even say like they were crossing a street and they got hit. Like They die violently mm. and they wake up into where they, I guess, dropped out of, which is here. It's really crazy yeah. like to I don't know it's like kind of freaky too cuz you're living this life for 10 minutes but it's like years like 40 50 years mm-hmm. and then like you just die and then you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I don't want to mess with. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I'm afraid to take aspirin, y'all. No. Hey, Dang. Flintstone pills. No, I'm just kidding. My flinnies. Old school. So I have another, I have a story myself. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm able to use this person's name, but um, this, this story comes out of Tahlequah, um, about 10 minutes east of Tahlequah. And it comes from a guy, um, basically his mother was telling him, I guess his grandmother's story. So his grandmother, um, one night, so they were always told that there was this wolf man mm. walking down this, down this road at night. And this, you know, this is similar to a story that I, I had told on a TikTok live about a, you know a wolf type creature, and which this this is going to also pivot. I don't, I don't know. After this, do we have any other stories, listener stories? After this, are we just going to move right into it? I don't know, but I was picturing that wolf man walking like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Tupac walking. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hold this together with the paws and everything. I bumped the mic. Oh, oh my goodness! For YouTube, if you saw that, I got real tears in my eyes after that one. Tyler's on it today, man. Before we started, he cracked us up. We were talking about a. The episode we're gonna do down the line, and we're talking about Will Sampson. <laughs> we were, uh, dang. Tyler was like, Yo, he said Will Sampson like three times, and then that fourth time, he said, Yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith, the Wait, medicine Will man. Smith. Will Smith, the medicine man. <laughs> man, I could stop laughing at that one, too. <laughs> Oh, got the deep cuts today. (laughs) You may or may not see this, anyways. So, (laughs) so I guess there's this, like I said, this wolf man that's been walking uh, (laughs) down the road, and so, like I said, this is east east of Tahlequah, about about ten minutes is is how the story goes. But so his grandmother. their pilot went out in their stove, basically. Mm. And so they needed matches. They ran out of matches. And so you're always told, like I said, not to go out, especially out, man, you go out east of Tahlequah, you start hitting Stillwell, you start hitting uh, Bunch, Kenwood, you start hitting some pretty, you know, rural areas. Um, you know, you get out towards, you know, 10 killer schools, you know, it's just pretty, pretty spooky out there. And so they were told not to go outside at night and, so basically, they had to anyways. They were like, "Man, we we gotta we gotta do it." You know, we need this to to cook and you know heat our homes and things of that nature. So they they go, and it's about a half mile down the road uh, to their kinfolk. This, I'd say probably I'd say half mile. They I think hundred yards, you know, give or take. But 
they're walking. And so at the end of this road, that's a dead end road. And there's a cattle guard. If you guys know rural place, you know, that, that's to let you know, hey, by the way, this is, instead of putting up a do not enter sign, it's just basically, you know, cattle guard. They're walking down and they look up and they see this man in a trench coat with a hat. And he's smoking a cigarette. It's Chris Hill. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that pre-roll. Y'all got to cut it out with sitting in Chrissy's weed stories, man. Y'all got to cut that out. Anyways... <laughs> So, uh, so they're walking down the road, and, and they see, like I said, they see that man in a trench coat and a hat, and he's smoking. And they're like, oh, you know, who is that? They don't recognize him. And so they get up close to him, and they kind of see it's real dark outside. They can't really see. The trees are, of the road are kind of blocking it. And, and the, the guy goes, y'all, you, know, you guys know y'all ain't supposed to be out here at night. You know there's things out here. They'll get you. And they're like, oh, but we needed these matches, you know, just explaining we needed these matches. And he, the guy goes, you know, but I'm telling you, there's things out here that'll get you. And they said, well, we just need matches. We'll just go up over here. And he goes, you know, you know that, like he said, he kept repeating himself. So then finally he, you know, he has his box of matches. Hands us, you know, kind of puts his arm, or, you know, kind of goes out to reach for it. And up behind this trench coat was a paw. Boy, they took off running, got out of there, but that's why. So that story, like I said, that story came from, and like I said, I don't want to use the guy's name, but um, but basically they, they, you know, when they uh, when they took off running, they kind of looked and he was laughing. He said it has big, white, sharp teeth. Mm. You know, it was a wolf. Wolf man is what they called him. But those things are out there, especially out in that part of, you know, East Tahlequah, you know, area. You know, there's, you know, stories all you know, throughout, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pause that. I know Chris has got some, you know, some things that he wants to talk about. So the, basically the topic today is, is dog man. Yeah. Well, on that story, when you said he stuck his paw out, I was going to say he's played with their lip. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ooh, God, I don't know where that paw's been. And I crusty. don't know. Dang. <laughs> Again, you know, we're, we try our best to listen to our listeners and, you know, and another topic, you know, has really been asked of us to kind of go over and, you know, they had talked about dog man, you know, everybody wants to know a little bit more about dog man, you know, and, and there's several stories out there about dog man, you know, from all over the place, you know, uh, again, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound repetitive but you know a lot of nationalities have stories about dog man you know or a dog man like creature mm-hmm. you know um you know you've got uh also origin stories of these dog men and uh one of the you know stories that i have heard about the dog man you know this comes up from uh around ponca nation you know, they, they have a lot of stories about Dogman up there. You know, one of their beliefs, you know, is that, that Dogman, you know, he was kind of created um, 
how you say he was kind of like a I don't know how you say it, like a guard, you know, mm, yeah. uh, of of the underworld for them, you know, and, and he was also conjured, you know, to come, you know, to do bad things. He was uh, brought here in a negative way, you know, to do, you know, horrible things to humans. And so, you know, they have a lot of stories of him running around uh, what they call uh East Timbers up there around Ponca, you know, and, and uh, down in those areas, and even you know from their original home homelands in Nebraska. So you know they've got stories of him, you know, kind of roaming around, you know, doing wicked things, you know, and uh, you know another story that I have heard, you know, about a dogman type entity was uh from uh i think it's the black blackfoot tribe and uh anyway uh they said uh <clears throat> a long time ago you know back back way back when you know they were in their in their traditional ways you know they back then they could have more than one wife you know a lot of times they would marry sisters you know you marry one you married them all so Anyway, uh, uh, what happened was, make a long story short, the sisters kind of talked amongst themselves, and, you know, they wanted to kind of, some of the sisters wanted to kind of be free, you know, they didn't want to be tied down, you know, they wanted to kind of venture off and do other things, so what they did was, you know, they, uh, they, uh, I don't know how you say, I guess basically just beat up their husband, you know, ganged up on him and you know tried to kill him you know left him out in the woods you know and you know on on his uh i guess how you say his deathbed you know he made a deal with the evil spirit you know if he would let him come back you know for revenge you know uh, he would do anything you know that it would want you know just give him this you know one thing and that's all he asks and so this entity says okay you know i'm gonna grant you this but you know afterwards you're mine Mm -hmm. so anyway they say you know uh you know he was able to get his revenge but from that day forward you know he still roams around up there around their reservation you know and they have a lot of stories about him, you know, up that way and, uh, you know, switching over, you know, you, uh, you have, you know, again, like, uh, Egyptians, you know, they have stories of a dog man, uh, what do you call it? God, An- I guess. Anubis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what is he? Is he like? He's basically the gatekeeper of, of death. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they got him and, you know, Greek mythology, they have uh, one, too, that, you know, talks about Dogman, you know, yeah, he's come come to life uh, again, you know, he's he's brought here for revenge, you know, and he's, he's uh, helped someone, you know, kind of get their revenge in the afterlife, you know, they come back and they terrorized but again you know he's he's stuck on this world now 
to to roam this world as as that creature <clears throat> then you have up towards ireland and scotland you know uh they believe uh there's a uh how you say uh entity it's uh they call it too you know several people have beliefs in these black fairies and this black fairy you know he that's actually what he is is a you know dog half dog half man but you know he'll come to you like that uh but you better give him a good offering or he will devour you you know and you go to him to give him your enemies names you know and stuff like that so you know you, you go all through the countries you know they all had you know something similar to that even uh, uh people in africa you know those different tribes you know there's several different tribes over there and uh uh you know they all have a similar story uh of a dog man entity you know it kind of comes back and uh he he roams roams their lands over there you know and and again uh, some of those uh tribes have used these entities to go and attack other tribes you know within their country you know and to do bad things and you know they said that even when uh they brought you know those people from over there to here to the americas you know that kind of belief came in with them the same way with those uh scottish and irish people you know the beliefs in those black fairies you know so you know you have a lot of that kind of information you know but uh um again you know uh every tribe and basically every nationality had a story of an entity like that but today you know uh i'm gonna tell a story you know a little bit about how what the muskogee people have you know that's kind of similar to that you know it might not be exactly the same but you know like those african people you know some of those tribes they believe that this thing was conjured you know and it was to give you know certain people certain powers and you know again you know we we've talked about this before you know uh they talk about those steginis you know and they always consider them as owls but they're not owls you know uh they're just a shapeshifter you know they can come as a dog as wolf you know even smoke or just invisible you know so these these things are uh uh how you say created by those muskogee witches and uh uh to do bad things but you know again you know i was also told too that you know this shape-shifting ability wasn't always bad you know they started out off as good you know you you were traveling through enemy country you know, you didn't want to fight or, you know, cause any problems. So, you know, you shapeshifted into something positive. Anyway, 
you know, that they said that was the origins of it. You know, it was a survival skill, you know, to help you go go places in a safe way, you know, and also sometimes help you travel in a quicker manner as well. So it was, you know, actually, uh, you know, positive, positive thing back then. But, uh, you know, again, just kind of giving you kind of a general information on that, you know, then you flip over, you know, <clears throat> just like those Africans, you know, back over there where they're from, they have like what they call wild dogs, you know, and they're real ferocious you know, real aggressive, you know, they hunt in packs, and, you know, back then, you know, they were feared, you know, I'm pretty sure they're still feared now, but, you know, back then, you know, when you didn't have any, you know, updated arsenal, I guess you might say, you know, you were really scared of them then, so, you know, there was a lot of stories about that, you know, and I'm trying to think about other ones off the top of my head, uh, Again, I apologize if I'm, you know, leaving some information out, you know, and or not telling exactly the in the correct manner. But, you know, basically the ideas are still the same, you know, so I'm just speaking in general terms. You know, even the uh, how do you say those Northmen, Norway people like Norwegian Vikings, yeah, yeah Vikings. Nor Norwegians. Norwegian. And all all those kind of Scandinavian type people, they all had it too. You know, dog, dog man, kind of like a werewolf type entity. You know, you even had a, uh, what do you call it, you know, around uh, Italy, you know, around, you know, the those Italians and Sicilians. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do they call those? Uh, oh, I can't think of their names right now. Um but anyway, they're kind of all in the same area, you know, and even in Romania, mm -hmm. Hungary, you know, they had uh, entities like this, you know, and, you know, again, they were all uh, interesting stories, you know, to hear these things, you know, every culture, you know, had a, a name for it, you know, and, and whether you considered it, and I know, uh, Mr. Uh, Tiger asked me earlier, you know, are they kind of one and the same, the dog man and werewolf? You know, and technically I was told that they are are different, but, you know, yet, you know, a lot of their creation stories are the same. You know, uh, again, you know, if you look at a wolf, you know, of course the dog is their relative, you know, that's their ancestor. So when you look at dogs that eat people, you know, that's that wild dog or, you know, uh, wolf type uh, canine, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, there's all types of different dogs out there, too, that, you know, just like I was telling you that African dog, you know, that wild dog is, is you know, different than the American looking dog, you know, and, and they go in packs, you know, and they're very aggressive. But then you got the ones from Australia. You know, they also have, you know, dogman type entities over there around those Aborigine people. You know, that, those are those, you know, indigenous people. You know, so, you know, even in Mexico, you know, they have these 
type of entities that, you know, roam their lands. And some of them, they believe that are witches, you know, just like Muscogee people, you know, we consider it not necessarily just an entity, but it's a witch that's conjured something to create that ability to look that way, you know, and, and to me, it all kind of goes together, you know, with the werewolf, you know, again, the werewolf, you know, uh, there are several stories, uh, prominent stories too. You go back, like, like I mentioned, you know, through Greek mythology, uh, there's a famous one. I can't think of it right off the bat, but I know everybody that's gone to school has uh, read that, that story, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, basically, you know, they had to go to this, this, uh, thing to, you know, talk to the dead and, uh, they had to go, go to this, you know, to get permission to go to, uh, visit that underworld. And so, you know, again, you know, you have a bunch of entities like that, you know, nationwide, you know, and the history of, of the werewolf as well, you know, kind of goes together, you know, uh, but again, you know, I will definitely say before everybody starts hating on me, you know, uh, you know, I was, you know, they say, you know, they're different, but, you know, yet some of the stories are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And the and the one I'm gonna tell right now is a you know kind of an example of how they kind of go together. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, I hope you guys can hear me. You know, again, I know everybody complains that they can't hear me, <laughs> so I hope you know I'm I'm talking loud enough. So about ready to go horse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this uh, one that I'm getting ready to talk about is. Uh, uh, they have several stories about that St. Patrick, you know, from Ireland. Mm, yeah. And uh, this story goes, you know, you know, they have a lot of stories about that St. Patrick. I guess he was like real Indian back then. Get Chewbacca real easy. <laughs> you know, he'd get mad, you know, and stuff. But, you know, he was trying to go out and preach, preach that good word. <sighs> Convert Ireland to the, I guess, Catholic religion. You know, again, I apologize if I'm getting this all wrong, but, you know, this is what I can remember the best way I can, you know. And, you know, they said that uh, in this story, you know, he went to a village, you know, it was, again, these Scottish people, they were like Indian folks. They were clan people. And uh, they went to this wolf clan. You know, he went to go preach to them that good word. You know, and he was in one of their meetings and their meetings lasted, you know, several days, you know, so he was respectful. You know, he waited through their meetings and it came time for visitors to talk, you know, so, you know, he got up and was addressing them, you know, telling them, you know, about that good book and, you know, how he'd like to, you know, have an ability to, you know, share his his uh understanding of his god while he was talking you know this clan you know they didn't really have want nothing to do with you know that christianity they had their own uh celtic belief i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but you know they had uh, their own version of religion over there and every time he started talking you know they start howling and barking 
you know, and so, you know, he was trying to be patient, you know, and he'd start, he'd let them die down, then he'd start trying to address them again, they start doing it again, and I, I was, I was, my understanding that this, this happened for several days, you know, he kept trying to, you know, talk to them, and they just start barking and howling, and anyway, like I said, he was Muskogee, got Chabok, you know, and, uh, he went back to where he was staying at, you know, and he got down on his knees and he prayed to God. You know, he said, you know, you sent me over here. You know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to convert these guys, but they won't even let me talk. You know, uh, you know, and they say in his prayer, he asked that, you know, God, you know, I guess how you say punishes them, teaches them a lesson. And so. Anyway, to make a long story short, you know, that clan, you know, they got cursed. And, you know, every so often, one of their members would turn into a wolf. Mm. But it never said actual a wolf. They said, you know, dog-like creature. Mm -hmm. And he would roam. You know, he was cursed. He had this curse on him that that, you know, he would go and, uh, you know, eat his own. And that was the curse, you know, on him, on them to teach them that, you know, they did need God. And so anyway, make a long story short, you know, that happened. And they said, you know, it was transferable to other ones. So you would have that curse for so long. And I don't, I can't remember how long it is. I want to say it's like a year, and uh, after that year, you know, the last person that you attack, you know, would turn into that, and that person would pass away, mm -hmm. you know, and anyway, that has happened. It might be seven years, though. I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, make a long story short, you know, it was some kind of period of time, and and that kind of passed off, you know. So again, it would they would never really said a werewolf. They just said dog-like animal, mm. you know. And so, you know, my understanding is it wasn't like today in Hollywood, you know, where you use a silver bullet. You know, back then they had different ways in killing it. And so, uh, flipping back to, you know, going to. Uh, Native American uh, stories about these dog, dog man entities. You know, again, natives had their own ways of hunting these things down and also uh, getting rid of them. I think there's a story similar to the one that you just told about St. Patrick in that film, um, American Werewolf in London. When they go to the very beginning of it, when they go to that bar. Mm. And they're, mm. they're, I think it's called like the slaughtered lamb or something like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, they're uh, swapping stories about wolves roaming the area or whatever. Mm. And that's like they're backpacking through London. Have you ever seen it? It's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think they tell a story similar to that in that yeah. bar, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and like I said, that's just one of the stories. You know, they also say, you know, again, um, one one of those other stories was that there was a uh, a lady. Uh, of course, you know they lived out in the country. This is 
way back then, you know, and, and, um, I want to say like 1400s, might even be older than that, you know, Mm -hmm. but they got a lot of history over there. And anyway, uh, story goes, uh, she had her door open, window open and a wolf came into her home and saw her child laying, you know, on the floor, you know, resting. And of course he thought it was easy meal and, you know, she jumped in there and the mother saw that and jumped on that wolf and they started battling it out. And, uh, of course that wolf, you know, attacked her back. And so she was able to kill that wolf, but she was also fatally wounded too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, she struck a deal with the a spirit, you know, to help, uh, I don't know how you say, place her child into, you know, safety, you know, and after that, then, you know, she would do its bidding. Mm-hmm. And that's how the werewolf mm-hmm. in that story mm-hmm. was created, you know. And so anyway, you know, that one was specific. It talked about a wolf, you mm-hmm. know, some of these stories, they don't really mm-hmm. say wolf or dog, but they'll right. say, you know, uh, uh, dog-like uh, creature. And so anyway, you know, there's several stories like that. But, you know, I had uh, my own encounter when I was a young man. Anyway, uh, excuse me. Um, I have told this story several times. And so I know a lot of people have heard this story that I've told this before, but when I was a young boy, you know, I had an uncle, you know, uh, he was the deacon and also caretaker of a old Creek church out towards Okima, Oklahoma. And uh, he used to pick me and my cousins up to help him go clean on Friday. And uh, after school, after we got out of school, we'd go over there and we'd help him clean up, you know, and make a long story short you know towards evening time you know he'd feed us real good and you know give us some change and but we'd have to stay in that camp house you know these old creek churches they had what they call camp houses Mm -hmm. all around the church church grounds and his camp house faced kind of the back door of that church anyway this night you know uh, it was Friday night, and next morning we had to get up and and start work, mowing the lawn the next day. You know, we had already cleaned out the church, and, you know, we was going to get some rest so we could get up early in the morning, start mowing before it got super hot. Anyway, uh, my uncle, you know, he's passed out on the cot, and we're sleeping on these tables. And... Uh, Anyway, my one cousin, you know, was younger than me. He woke up and uh, he said he he saw something. And, of course, he woke me up and my other cousin. And, uh, you know, we woke up and was trying to see what he was looking at. We looked out, out in the church yard. And in the distance, we seen this black dog walking across the church field. Yeah, it was just moving slow. 
And this was late at night. And it was quiet. And we seen that thing walk all the way up to those back steps of that church. When it got to those steps, it stood up like a man. And it walked up those stairs. And it went to that back door. And it opened it up. And it went inside. Soon as we saw that, you know, we ran to wake our uncle up. You know, and of course, you know, he was out. You know, he was out cold. And uh, we kept trying to wake him up. Kept trying to wake him up. And by that time, uh, my cousin, one of my cousins said, look, it's coming outside. We seen it walk outside that back door. It shut that back door and it walked down those steps like a man. And when it got back down to the ground, it got down on all fours. And it started walking back towards the dirt road. And we all just stopped and we watched it. We watched it walk all the way down to the road. And it disappeared into the dark. And it freaked us out. So we finally got our uncle to wake up. Man, it took a long time, though. And uh, we told him what we saw. And he said, well, don't worry about it. He'll say, he said, well, we'll uh, check it out in the mornings. So anyway, we went and checked it out. Turned morning time. We went and checked it out in church and. You know, of course, we didn't see anything, you know, and anyway, you know, my, my uncle said, you know, uh, we'll probably go see somebody, you know, and anyway, he called up my folks, you know, told them, you know, and I heard my dad, you know, said, tell him, said, well, you know, somebody must have made somebody mad, you know, so... Anyway, you know, uh, go go see so-and-so and, you know, make sure the kids are taken care of. And so we did, he did, he took us to go see my other uncle. And uh, he took care of us, but, you know, even my that uncle, he said, you know, you're probably going to hear someone passing within the next four days, you know, somebody... Somebody was out to get somebody. But anyway, in about four days, sure enough, we heard of a passing of a of a pastor, you know. And uh, my understanding that, you know, him and some of those ceremonial people kind of had words, you know, and things just kind of got out of hand. And anyway, you know. But I was always told that, you know, those things happen, you know, they, you know, and back then, you know, it was real prominent and I'm sure it's still probably prominent down there today too, you know, so I know there's individuals that kind of have that old knowledge like that. So, you know, again, you know, that was my own experience with that. But, you know, the thing about that, you know, I can remember seeing that dog. And I know we had a story read, I guess, last episode, you know, about a dog having a human face. Mm. 
that's kind of how this dog was. Mm. And uh, so, anyway, you know, I know, I know, uh, Tyler, you said, you know, you, you didn't know anything about those kind of stories. But now I'm pretty sure you probably have heard yeah, yeah. stories like that before. And I told you, you know, Creek Seminole Country, they got tons of stories like that. You know, uh, of seeing those things and and dealing with those kind of things. And so, you know, again, you know, when people start talking about these dog men, you know, I know every tribe and all kinds of people, you know, different people have different beliefs on, you know, what they are and where they're from. But, you know, I can only speak for Muscogee Creeks, you know. Again, you know, we have our own belief on these things. And, you know, I just think, you know, they're out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the only stories I was had come across when I was telling you um, was more of like an old traditional story. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was a dog man, but the dogs do, you know, act as like a like a protector role, you know, um, like a caretaker or like a like I said, like a watchman or like a protector i guess would be the best way to describe it and it was that story about two hunters um one had just gotten married and they were going to go out and they're going to go hunt um on on the land to you know it was about winter time and getting ready to be winter time and they were going to try to stock up and so these hunters had gone out with their dogs and they were going to go hunting and they were gone about three four days and one of the hunters started getting homesick and they say, you know, in, in Muscogee culture, like you not ought to, you're not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to be, you know, homesick. That you're supposed to be out there doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're out there providing for your family. You're supposed to be out there, you know, you know, keep them in your thoughts, but you know, don't don't, you know, you're, you're warring up for them. You know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, being a man. And uh, but one one old boy started getting homesick, and he started thinking about his wife back home. And that night they were getting, they had made camp and there was a campfire they had built and the two women appeared to these hunters and they looked just like their wives and the men were excited to see these women and cause they thought they were their wives. And, you know, the, the women were like, well, let's, you know, we're going to cook for you and, you know, you lay down and, you know, we're going to take care of you. We're going to, you know rub your back and you know we're gonna take take care of you you know like that in that well you mean like in that sleep on our bear robe like that way (laughs) you know just like in those good ways that you know you want to be taken care of and um so this went on and the dogs told the man you know you need those aren't your those aren't your wives Mm. you know they're they're not your wives and and uh he said uh what you need to do is you need to take, if you don't believe me, you take one of those sticks. And when you um, get a chance, you take that burning stick and you ram it in that woman's, in her back. And you, mm. she's going to reveal her true form. Um, and, oh, you know, that ain't, you know, these are our, these are our wives. They look like our wives. They sound like our wives. They do the things that our wives do. These are our wives. Well, this went on for four days. Until finally, um, that dog said, if you do not, you know, do what I told you to do, they're, they're going to take you tonight. They're going to, they're going to take you. 
And so one old boy, I guess, he got enough nerve, and he grabbed a stick out of the campfire, and he went out of chance. He rammed that stick through that woman's back, who we thought was his wife, and she turned into a, a gray fox and took off into the to the woods and revealed her true self. And the other man, he couldn't do it. He said, no, that's, I can't do that. That's my wife. I'm, I'm not going to do that to my wife. And so he laid down with her that night after four days. And then uh, they went to sleep. And the old boy stood up, stayed up that night. And he heard lots of ruckus going on. And he didn't want to go in there. The next morning, that was all they found was his bones Dang. in there. And so I, those are the stories kind of that I've mm-hmm. heard about dogs, you know, being like protectors, you know. I think I told another story about a, a kid coming to a hunter, too, um, mm-hmm. begging for food and the dog telling him, like, this, that child is not who he says he is. You know, his story's not true. So those are some of the dog stories that I have, you know. But they're, like I said, they're more like on the more traditional side, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's uh – I was I first came to like know what Dogman was. I would say probably in the early two thousands with uh, you guys remember that show? It used to be on Animal Planet, but it was before Monster Quest, and it was a show that basically it was the Beast of Bray Road. Mm. It was Linda Godfrey. Uh, I was so fascinated by that because you know I, I just you you don't imagine a, an upright walking wolf basically or a dog and you know as i as i've kind of you know tried to understand what these things were or what they are really is you know you run into stories you know from from different tribes and you you just from people just everyday people and one thing that i had heard and i was told this years ago but basically the mounds up in you know i know there's some mounds in spiral spiro but the mounds up in the, uh, in I guess you say Midwest, Wisconsin, Michigan area, those mounds that are up there, that you know this story I can't remember where this story came from, but it was it was from somebody one of those tribes up there. Somebody was telling the story, and, and basically they, somebody was going there to basically dig, like at night to try to find the be- the buried things, you know, because they buried some of their valuables. And basically, the secu- I guess the security guard was telling the story as I'm starting to remember it, as I'm starting to tell it. Basically, those diggers, those people that are trying to rob, you know, still from that, those mounds, they turn around, there was a, there was a black wolf with red eyes mm. coming towards them. And, and, you know, Chris talks about them being kind of, you know, guards, you know, for certain things. But they, you know, according to this, the security guard said that basically those valuables that they had and I had mentioned this too on a, on a, on a, on a previous episode that wolves were, were used those those dog men or upright walking wolves were used to protect valuables mm-hmm. you know and that's that's all over the place I've heard that you know multiple different you know places but you know I'll share one story and I and I we, we had kind of skimmed over this this is I'm gonna it's gonna be quick uh, and uh, but this is from I guess it's Kimmy, um, I think it's off off YouTube. Um, she actually sent this email to all to to us here, and 
So basically, growing up, this is this. And by the way, this is based out in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, so she she was telling, uh, you know, the story in, in the email. Basically, growing up, she lived in kind of a like a place of it's a, you know middle of the city. You know, there's not a lot of woods, but she had this back trek of woods behind her house, and and she always thought it was real creepy out there, and. Uh, one night, I guess it's, this kind of started happening, but you know, at night she'd look up and in her window would be a dog, basically a wolf, looking through her window with red eyes, watching her sleep. And you know, she she would you know be real upset and call her mom, and you know, she's like tell her mom, hey, I've se- I'm seeing this werewolf, like this basically what she called a werewolf. I'm seeing this werewolf, and I you know I'm telling you it's here, and the, and the mom would get in there and it'd be gone. Um. So then it kind of escalated, you know, a little bit more, and they started getting scratches on the house, on the windows, and just of the house in general. And this this happened until she and she might have been young, you know, young, four or five years old. Um, and then this happened up until she was thirteen years old, and they moved out of that house. Hmm. But you know, who knows how that you know what brought that on, you know, for it to mess with her maybe because she played in the backyard and just saw her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, you know, that's in Oklahoma City. You know, if y'all mm-hmm. been in Oklahoma City, I mean, I know all of us have. But, like, you know, listeners, if you're not from Oklahoma and you have never been to Oklahoma City, there ain't a lot of, a lot of trees out there. ain't a lot mm-hmm. of woodlands out there. But, but you know, that's a, that's a listener story. And we appreciate uh, Kimmy. Um, I'm using your, I guess, your screen name. Uh, sending that in to us. Uh, you got something, Chris? Yeah, I was uh, going to tell another one, you know. Uh, Again, you know, uh, I consider these uh, dogmen and werewolves, you know, again, similar, but not the same. You know, this one I'm getting ready to talk about is named Tyler Randall. No. <laughs> so they call him the biggest dog. No, I'm just teasing. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Just teasing. What? <laughs> no, just teasing. But, uh, no, this one I'm getting ready to talk about, you know, I know down towards Louisiana. You know, uh, amongst those uh, Cajun people, you know, they talk about the Rougarou. Mm, yeah. You know, the Rougarou is, uh, you know, something that they believe that come come to them from overseas, you know, from France. You know, and, and when it came over here and it intermingled with Native American, uh, I don't know how you say, Native American medicine and, you know, you combine that with uh, African African uh, medicine, and then you had the creation of the Lugaru. So my understanding, the Rugaru and the Lugaru, you know, is basically the same. You know, some say there's no difference, but I was told there is a difference. That Rugaru, you know, he's he's full-blooded Rugaru, you know, <laughs> but the Lugaru. You know, he's a mixture, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's a mixture of those uh, Choctaw and Homa Indians and, you know, uh, Africans, you know, those different uh, nations. And people don't understand how many nations were actually from Africa. You know, there's a lot, you know, they're like Indian folks, you know, there's a lot of different tribes over there, you know, so, you know, with that kind of mixture you know you're gonna come up with something kind of 
crazy but you know uh they still have those stories you know uh, they believe it came from france the original one mm. you know he was a full-blooded french i guess back then uh, you know when he came over here he got mixed and uh anyway you know uh they have festivals down there that still kind of honor and you know kind of bring awareness you know they still have strong beliefs of it they have a rougarou festival i don't know if any of you guys can look that up rougarou festival somewhere down there in louisiana you know you can go down there and learn all you can about that thing but they have different charms and different i don't know how you say things to ward it off mm. you know and again you know they say you know if you know who that rougarou is and you and you say his name he can transfer that curse to you so it's best not to know unless you're going to kill him mm -hmm. you know and they say you know if you get cursed with it then that person's relieved of it and mm -hmm. you you carry that mm -hmm. you know and so uh, the thing I think is kind of interesting, you know, too, you know, those Scottish people and Irish people that have different beliefs of that werewolf, you know, but some of them, they have it to deal with their Lent, you know, that mm -hmm. Catholic religion, you know, if you don't, you know, you keep missing it or something like that, that thing will come for you. But it's the same way with those people down in Louisiana, if you not doing right and, you know, that you don't go to Lent, do do what you're supposed to do, you know, it can, that curse can be put on you, you know, so again, you know, those type of things, you know, it, you have different beliefs, you know, different systems, you know, uh, of things that, that people believe in, you know, and, you know, down there, you don't joke around about that stuff, you know, they take it very serious down there, so, Although they have a festival of it, you know, uh, I don't know where it's actually at, but. Oh, dang. That's the Rougarou. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, and again, he's described as a, you know, dog-like entity. Mm. And some say call him a werewolf, you mm. know, but the bottom line is he eats flesh either way, however you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. anyway, do you, did you find where that festival's at? Mm-hmm. How do we say that? Homa? Homa? Homa. 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 Homa, Louisiana. Yeah, those are also, uh, I believe, a uh, old tribe. So mm. let's go down there for the Rougarou Festival. When is it? Canceled. Just kidding. Four one one episode. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't even say what it is. Well, anyway, anybody down there that wants to bring us down to twenty first, twenty second, twenty third of October. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Dang, we're booked. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe next year we yeah. can do a live show from Rougarou Ooh. Festival. Yeah, that'd oh. be fun. We can interview him. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd be eight up. <laughs> he can compare his toenails to Russell's. No. 
corn chips. No, I'm just no, I was looking it up too because I never, I never. Uh, I mean, I think in Pawnee, like there's like a dog that walked around on its hind legs. I mm. think on the tribe, that's what I heard when I was growing up, and they just said never to if you encounter it, just kind of let it be, I guess. But I never seen it. I don't want to see it. But I was as I was like looking more into just what the dog man is i kept it kept bringing up michigan dog man yeah yeah they have it too so i was just i I thought are they gonna claim are they trying to claim it or it's just everywhere or they have one too as well yeah they have one too but you know the the funny thing about that you know um it all comes from that you know french people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. down that way so but of course up there they don't call it rougarou so Mm -hmm. you know i I think it's like uh some of the entities we've got here you know named different things by different people so Mm -hmm. you know that that's my understanding but you know i could be wrong you know on that but you know yeah a lot of those french communities have that and also italian communities have it too you know, again, you know, a lot of nationalities have it, but those two, them and those ones that they call gypsy people, mm-hmm. really have a lot of stories of dog man and werewolf. Mm. You know, so again, they're the ones that will say they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll tell tell you, you know, the differences between them. You know, but to me, I mean, if it's a dog-like creature, it don't matter what. As long as it eats flesh, I'm not messing with it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it come in different forms? Like, I, I read one where it's a man body, mm-hmm. body of a man and a dog head. And then there's another one where it's a, it's just a dog that no one's ever seen, but it's it walks around on its hind legs. Yeah. And then it dated back to that Egyptian time you were talking about too. Mm-hmm. Would you call that that Anubis? Yeah, it dated way back then. And then even um, Libya, mm-hmm. Libya said they had some uh, like petroglyphs in, in some caves that mm-hmm. had like a tribe of dogmen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And to me, you know, uh, I think um, I don't know how you say. It. To me, the difference between the dog man and the werewolf is the dog man. He's a dog, you know, that shape all the time, I guess. You know, when he ends up disappearing, you know, when the sun comes up, he just disappears. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he's a werewolf type thing, you know, when the sun comes up, he goes back to human. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I'm going to correct myself on this. I know there's stories of that dog man, too. You know, when when they're cursed like that, you know, when the sun comes up, they come back to human. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, you know, I don't know. You know, to me, you know, they're they're both similar, but not the same. Yeah. And so, you know, you'll hear that, you know, similarity. But, you know, of course, then they're different because, you know, even some of those stories about the Rougarou and the Lugarou, mm-hmm. you know, the Rougarou... He doesn't really have a lot of supernatural powers like the Lugaru. Mm-hmm. And that's where they say that, that that's because of the mixture of all those different people. Mm-hmm. You know, and he can, you know, transform not only into that entity that he is, but to in other things. And uh, 
but you know whether whatever he transforms into whether it's a rabbit or a mouse or whatever you know he can he can come to you as a something kind of harmless but he's still going to try to eat you yeah and if he bites you you're cursed mm-hmm. so you know one, one thing too that I I've I've heard this when it comes to dog man that basically they how how you know they're around is like there's coyotes. Like if there's if you if you have a property that is known for coyotes, and they're always around, it sounds as as if almost they're in unison. The coyotes, like the alpha male, the predators here. I've heard that. Um, you know, I'll tell this this story. I was not going to tell this story. I'll be honest with y'all, but I'll tell it. My parents' neighbor. Uh, if you guys eventually, you guys, I'm I'm sure we we will probably end up doing something over at my parents' house. We'll, we'll investigate the the wood area and stuff like that. But if y'all want to, it's pretty creepy out there. What but you got over there? huh? What you got over there? Bigfoot, for sure. Let's go. Yeah, we got we. Uh, this is I'll, I'll I'll tell this story off air. But anyways, so you know, my mom caught a picture of this really big wolf, and so how my parents' property comes up as you drive up the hill you have my parents house here you have the uh the parents house here a a small shed and you have a garage and then you have a barn area well in between that barn area you go off into the pasture well the pasture is it's basically a pasture and then you got a wood line that goes all the way around this Mm -hmm. you know this basically field that they we turn you know obviously that you know it was there and my mom caught this picture of this really big wolf almost like a dire wolf Mm. So, the neighbor next to us, he basically did homesteading. So, if you guys know what homesteading is, is basically he he raised his own food and mm-hmm. you know, you know his own stuff. Like he didn't go to the grocery store, didn't do any of that stuff. And you know, he's kind of a weird guy, but he was really nice to you know to my mom and and he kept complaining about how his chickens were going missing. And my mom told the guy, I said, my son thinks that there's something out here. And I know that there's something out there because I've, I've heard it, you know. One night, my dad was bringing in those. And this is and this is a telltale sign of how you know that this thing is around. Is it gets deathly quiet and the coyotes stop. Mm-hmm. But it sounds, the, the, and I say in unison, he goes out to... Uh, to bring in my dogs and this how it sounded like 500 coyotes all at once off in that off in the wood line and he kind of looked and he's like dang what was that and my mom she swears it's a it's it's a it's this mix between a it's basically like a really big it's like a wolf and a dog hybrid when you mix a siberian husky and a wolf it basically is a dire wolf mm-hmm. basically and I mean, not the size of it. Not the the size of it was like a like a small car, but but it's it's a really big animal. But my mom she swears by it's that. But I've heard, you know, a sound of a wolf, and a you know, and and those mix of those dogs, it didn't reach with my my dad said it was loud, mm-hmm. it was deafening. Now he, we never seen anything out there, but we don't go in the woods. I'll say that we don't we just don't do it. I don't do it anymore. My dad used to cut wood all the time and you know we had an old dog named luke and you know he'd be out there kind of you, you know basically pr- 
protecting my dad out there while he's cutting wood. My dad said he'd get dead quiet out there. I mean, quiet. You know, and where they live is right off that, I think it's Arkansas or Vertigus River. So it's like literally right off the river. Like you just, you know, basically probably a half mile walk through the woods, maybe maybe a little bit longer than that. But, you know, he said he's heard that how, and it's like a, and I think my mom might have heard it too, but, but yeah, you know, that's one thing that, you know, it, with the dog man, it's just so much information. You can go type on YouTube and type in dog man and it's encounter after encounter after encounter. I mean, some people have ded- dedicated channels for this, for mm-hmm. these phenomena, this, these sightings. You know, people, you know, with the red eyes, people say they see amber eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that might be the difference between a dog man and a werewolf is the color of eyes they see the eye shine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I, the, with the dog man, I don't know. Like, and I'll say this, it's just me. I have as many stories as I've heard. I kind of hold reserve on that because mm-hmm. it's, it's out of my, I can't picture that in my head. Bigfoot, I can picture that. Mm-hmm. I can't picture a dog on, 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 you know, feet like that. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe why I'm a little, I was a little hesitant to tell these stories because it sounds kind of crazy, mm-hmm. you know, but, but to me, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon that, you know, you know, it's rooted in, in, you know, in, in myths and in, in legends. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was looking up. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, uh, I know the History Channel did a episode on Dogman, and they got actually a, a, a picture of it. So I didn't know if uh, Yehola, if you could look the, uh, that History Channel up for Dogman, they got a picture of it. You know, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the picture. I was looking up the size of those dire wolves. Hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Prehistoric wolves. Yeah. There from back in the day, yeah. I was gonna ask you. Um, I had a I read a story. Why he's looking? Why are you looking for that? You hold a, um, just a quick story. But this guy went fishing a long time ago, like in the fifties, I think. He was out fishing, and or I came across a story. But he went fishing, and he's by himself, and he had his gun with him. You know, hunter. You know, always carried those guns with him. And he got done fishing. He had some fish on him. He's walking back to his home. I think he's about maybe a couple miles out. He's just walking, and he this pack of dogs came out of nowhere, like these wild dogs, and they came out of nowhere and they were coming up to him, and you know, like wild dogs, you know, just out and about, you know, they, they could be vicious, and so they started like kind of circling around him and stuff to try to attack him. He had his gun, so he shot a he shot in the air to kind of scare him off. And they kind of jumped back, and then they he shot again, and they started, you know, getting back even more. And so when they all jumped back, though, there was one that stayed, stand, stood its ground, and he said it stood up on its hind legs and, like, looked up at him face to face, like, glaring at him. And he said he shot again, and they all – he said it went back down, and they all took off in the woods. And then Dang. that one was, like, running like that pack of, pack of dogs, I guess. So I don't know if, like, does it – do you, does it roam around with dogs too, like normal dogs? Is it kind of like the? My understanding is, uh, yes, it does, but it's not. I mean, it's bigger than the average dog. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's half man, half dog. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, uh, 
you know, like you said, there's all different kind of descriptions of these, mm -hmm. you know, but again, all nationalities have a form of it, you know, whether it's half man, half dog, or if it's dog during the night and it turns back to man in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, how it has uh, different characteristics, whatever it is, but they all call them, you know, basically a dog man. And they're they're big, they're huge, you know, and um, they're very strong. And um, you know the uh, thing, uh, um, even at Asian cultures, they have stories of this dog man from way back, you know, in those dynasties. You know, one of the stories that I had heard was, you know, during one of those earlier d dynasties. You know, uh, one of the uh, individuals, I guess one of their emperors, I mean, he was kind of, uh, I don't know how you say, real super mean and stuff, you know. And, mm -hmm. But he wanted to uh, control this whole area. And he only had one other, uh, I don't know how you say, warlord or whatever they call him, another emperor, you know, that you know he needed to take over. And... Uh, he had asked his people to bring his spiritual people to bring that that entity to go in and take out that that uh, emperor, hmm. so he could he could take over. Mm -hmm. And they said it was so, but uh, then you know there was always revenge, you know. And again, all those kind of countries they're always fighting over power and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think Yahola uh, found it. So. But yeah, they do a, a doc oh. documentary on that. It looks like a face, don't it? Mm -hmm. Dog you man. See, you see those ears? God. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're telling that yeah. story about that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, dang. He caught that by accident. That's scary. That's crazy. And so you know, like I said, you know, you even today, they everybody has stories about. It, but you know, again, I like to hear about those ponkas and their their stories about dog man. And, you know, the cool thing I, I think about them, you know who they call upon when they start having problems with that dog man? Bigfoot. I'm going to say Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot. Yeah, they call him. Boy, he comes in. They say they battle it out, and Bigfoot usually wins and sends them on, you know. So, you know, they say there's always war up that way between those supernatural beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah. I mean, you can really talk about this. I mean, like I said, people have this dedicated YouTube pages where they just, you know, you can talk about this forever. But man, that's one thing that's just so crazy about about dog bands. The fact that you know, like we go back to missing four one one. Can you tell them where you found that picture? So oh yeah, they, I was gonna ask you. It was on the history. It was on the History Channel. I'll. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's on the History Channel. Uh, I think it's season two, episode three, and I. This is going to sound kind of crazy, but I think it's on Ancient Aliens. Mm. Looks like Jeepers Creepers, kind of. It did a little bit. The gray face, and it was just kind of... It's a dog-headed man in summoning summoning spaceships. Proof is out there. Is what I guess maybe that's what it's called. Mm. So, Summoning spaceships? Is that what... Yeah, that's the last part. Dog-headed men and summoning spaceships. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe that's like this double episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so okay. the proof is out there. They said... Did a Tennessee man capture footage of the infamous dogman creature without realizing it? Have you guys seen that? I was going to show you that 
photo. Um, well, there's also a video too. It's like this big giant black dog or wolf. It's in the forest, and this guy's uh, recording it, and his two dogs are like trying to circle it, I guess, trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. But that dog kind of runs at one, and it chases him back, and it's trying to go away. But I mean, this wolf is huge. I have to find a video. It was a for Labrador it. Retriever, and those aren't small dogs either. Those are medium to yeah. large sized dogs. This thing was huge. It was way bigger than them. And then finally, like. It man, it just takes off after one of those dogs, and then the video cuts off. But as it cuts off, I think it gets one of those dogs, and you could hear the dog uh, kind of s- s- screaming, I guess. Mm. And it cuts off, and he's like, "Hey, hey!" And so we never know what happens. And then there's another picture where it looked like the same wolf or dog, whatever it is, and somebody killed it, and they mm. laid it on a truck, on the back of this truck. And it's they didn't know if it was a black bear or a black wolf, and it looked like a hybrid of the two. And yeah. its paws were so huge, mm-hmm. and they tried to say it was a uh, an extinct, uh, maybe a dire wolf. Yeah, I think that's what they said it was. Yeah, they're trying to say it was a dire wolf, but I mean, it's had huge fangs, huge paws, huge ears. It was just something they've never seen before. We have some little chitlins listening to us. And- yeah. And uh, we definitely want to recognize those youngsters. <laughs> nah, it says, uh, is it the Frem? A Frem wall? Is that what it says? Um, from that's the uh, teacher, right? Yeah. The instructor? Yeah. A, yeah. A, frem a Frem wall? Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, Tawayok, Colorado. Uh, it's the Ute, uh, the Ute group up there. So we just wanted to shout them out. You know, and I hope I'm saying that right, and I apologize if I'm not. I've had too many Mountain Dew Zeros, I think, Shake. for this episode. Dang, got the shakes <laughs> over here. Definitely want to say thank you yeah. to the yeah, youths sure. out there. Yeah, the youths. we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if we if we really did mispronounce that, let us know. Yeah, let us and know. we'll do I, it again. I, I have no problem doing that. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. You know, so we, we get a lot of these, you know, emails and, you know, from tribes. And, and I, I feel bad about it, you know, but it's hard to, like, when you never hear that language spoken. And, you know, when you see Muskogee and you try to, pronounce it out phonetically in the english way it's not going to make any sense mm-hmm. um you know because our our letters have different sounds and so sometimes when i read those out like i always get kind of embarrassed or i i freeze up because i you know the last thing i want to do is say something wrong and mm. and it's not like you can go to youtube or go to google translate and you or whatever because you know it's indigenous languages aren't on there so it's just kind of like a shot in the dark so Mm -hmm. i just do the best i can so i apologize if i you know kind of held back there but i was a little nervous about mispronouncing that but yeah we do appreciate y'all listening and uh anything else you guys want to before we wrap up no i I, you know like i said i I hope i uh was able to uh give just a little bit of information on that i don't know if it was helpful or not but if you have any stories or any more explanations or, you know, history on this, you know, feel free to send it in because, you know, again, we're always willing to learn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Unsolved, uh, unsolved Reservation Mysteries at gmail.com. No, uh, you can find me, though, at uh, a couple places. Uh, Tyler Randall is my Facebook page. Uh, and then I got the Skoden underscore cinema over at Instagram. Uh, and then I got a... Uh, Pop, pop, pop action. <laughs> See, man? <laughs> don't be typing in pop action. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. I meant pump action. <laughs> underscore podcast. Also on Instagram. 
and Chris is going to pray for me right now. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all come find me, uh, friend me, whatever. Follow me. All right. Uh, you can find me on uh, Christopher Honka Hill on Instagram and on TikTok. Mudo. Yehoah Tiger on Facebook. Uh, one Man Band on TikTok. Or One Man Band 918 on TikTok. Um, man, I think that's it. What about your Uncle John Tiger? You forgot about him already? Dang, I forgot <laughs> about him last time. Uh, he, was, uh, he, was at the, he was at the Cherokee Market, right? This past weekend. So. Uh, you guys, uh, my Uncle John Tiger. Or John M. Tiger. I know, that's crazy. He was like, dang, what's the what's middle name mean? When you were over there at the at the Cherokee Art Market, oh, I didn't know. I just I seen John M. Tiger. I didn't know if it was him or not. Yeah, so John John M. Tiger Artworks on Facebook. Um, give him a message. You know he might have something for you. He's all over the place. Um, yeah, go check him out. Like I said, he's basically world renowned. He's he's got a bunch of acclaim, and you know I'm, you know real proud of him. And that's why I always give him a shout. out. I forgot him on the last episode, but uh, I'm real proud of him. So. Uh, Go ahead and give him a give him a follow and do what you do. Check him out. Follow everybody on here. Give us a follow on TikTok at reservation underscore mysteries. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. <clears throat> Unsolved mysteries of the Unsolved mysteries of the reservation. Uh, check us out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like our videos. Feel free to comment on there. Um, feel free to send us stories and we will read them on the air. Please let us know if you want to, you want to keep it anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good month of events. So thank you everybody for coming out, supporting us, uh, keep a lookout for our next events coming soon and don't forget to smudge. Mud-o. Stay spooky. Mud-o.